Alrighty. Here we are. And uh, fair warning, um, my stomach has been very weird today. So, you know, if I need to leave the room to take a, a fatty, you guys are just going to have to bullshit between yourselves. Got it. Okay. Well, you got um, you to gotta, you gotta get some more fiber in your diet. I've been taking a lot of fiber. I think, uh, I just think it was the combination of things I put in my body in the last 24 hours. <laughs> I don't know. Just to give us, guess. give us a break. Give uh, us yeah, a breakdown. What, what did you eat? I'd rather not. Um, <laughs> was it like, was it like a two for day where you got fast food twice? No, no, it wasn't even that. It was, um, I think I actually ate, I've been eating, maybe it's cause I'm eating healthier. Um, or maybe it's just all the drugs. No, uh, it's, uh, w- I, I actually had that, uh, your, your most favorite thing, poke, uh, pokey. Oh, uh, I wish I could, I wish I had poke, but I'm allergic to it. Right, I, right. I, I, I forgot I about that. Now, wait a second. Yeah. How can you be, I know you guys are best friends and Sean already knows, but this is news to me, David, that you're okay, allergic okay, to poke. Well, okay, well, here's the thing, Chris. So This is they, bullshit. The, the, my wife, Lori, and Sean got poke one night, and they asked if I want anything. I said, sure. And I got uh, the teriyaki chicken poke bowl. And I it's, yeah, I'm not I'm not allergic to, to teriyaki chicken or rice or anything else in there, and I got really sick. So it, I my conclusion is that I am allergic to poke. So it's upsetting. That's so whatever. So whatever whatever poke is, I'm I'm super allergic to it. Tell them that's the stupidest thing you've ever heard. <laughs> so here's, here's the thing. It reminds me of the advice that Sean has given me about drugs, and that is, if you're feeling uncomfortable, that means you need to do more. <laughs> <laughs> Which means, and this next time you get poke, you got to get a legit poke, something with actual fish in it. Right, I like I, right. I like how like that like that that advice you're you're joking, but Sean has given you that advice in earnest no. before. <laughs> no, me too. That's the thing. I have, I have. I actually like not truly earnestly, but you know, it's something you can try. The other option is less, right? But it's always more fun to do more, you know, and just uh, roll the dice, as they say. Um, you know, how many mushrooms did you take? Well, I took I don't know how many. Well, take more. Like, why not? Yeah. You know, it's not going to get any worse. It can yeah, get worse, I, I, but... I ate I ate mushrooms thirty seconds ago. And nothing's happening. I guess I'll have more. <laughs> yeah, thirty seconds is it's... way too long. <laughs> it's worse with edibles, I think, though. In my opinion, like mushrooms, like you can take too many, and like you'll you'll uh, have a kind of turning point where it's just like so intense that you kind of get distracted, maybe. But with edibles, uh, if you're going through like a panic level attack, um, it's it's not the same. Like I you you can actually I've been more uncomfortable on cannabis than i have on mushrooms i'll i'll tell you that just well, mushrooms is mushrooms is fun in that, in that like it kind of uh, comes out of nowhere whereas edibles like i take an edible i know the second i'm high whereas mushrooms yeah. it's like kind of like a slow ride up yeah yeah kind of it's kind of like hey and you're like what's that and it's like <laughs> yeah like, hey ma yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but no not just edibles i mean like uh, dabs or like there was a period in my life where i would get uncomfortable when i would smoke for some reason because like i've told you this before but i had like my back would hurt a lot around and my back and chest so mm. when i would get chest pains i'd be like oh i'm gonna have a heart attack i'm dying yeah. but once i got past it and realized like nah it's just it was just chest pain i need to stop freaking out you know um, it's funny you mentioned that, that so the day i turned 30 i woke up and i've felt like that ever since <laughs> <laughs> the world is a fine place and worth fighting for I agree with the second part. We're on express elevator to hell. You want to be a big bad guy, Christopher? I want your blood. I want your soul. Top of the food chain and dinner is served. Stop defending him, Sean. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. It's all right to be afraid, David. 
because this part won't be like a comic book. Welcome to Earth. Yeah, just constant uh. chest pain. <laughs> Can you imagine someone who, um, Same. Uh, like, who, uh, I was gonna say, who, um, like, they probably had that feeling, like, this probably happened where someone got high and they, like, they, like, thought they were gonna have a heart attack and, like, they calmed down, like, no, I'm just high, and then they actually had a heart attack? Like, that's probably yeah. happened. Yeah. It, it, no, that's definitely happened. It, it's like where the, the, there was, like, those stories would be like, she died of a heart attack and she was just smoking a joint in bed, and it's like, okay, well, Here's the thing: is like that person was going to have a heart attack no matter what. No, it was but the either weed. way, the weed killed her. Yeah, does... for sure. You're right, Sean. Yeah. The weed absolutely killed her. But that funny. Uh, but that that does <laughs> suck, though. That does suck. Imagine being like, it's just the weed, and be like, oh shit, no, wait, I am having a heart attack. Yeah. Oh fuck, it's not. It's not even. It's it's like it's not the weed. I'm just dying. Yeah. But I'm high. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that. Um. All right. Well, enough of our uh our banter. Uh, welcome everyone to the Guys Were Screwed podcast. I am Sean. I'm uh, Captain David, but I'm not the captain mm. today. Yep. I'm Janicris. <laughs> Janicris. I like that. Janicris. Doctor. Um, oh, soon to be Doctor Janicris. That's right, Doctor Janicris to you, <laughs> Mister Scientist. Okay. Uh, and before so... we get in, before we get into our topic, I do want to yes. say. Um, yes. Welcome to the Patreon. This is not the Patreon episode, but we have a couple new patrons I want to thank. Alex. Uh, glad to have you, buddy. And Joe, thanks for joining Joe. Um, you yes. know, uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we glad you li- we're glad you like our stuff. Thank you, Alex thank and you. Joe. Yes, thank you very much. Um, very much appreciated. Um, and everyone else that's coming, I know you're coming. It's going to be there soon, so we appreciate it. We 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 know we know one of these episodes is going to get you onto that Patreon. I can feel it. Yeah, I can I feel it. I, I know that the, like I said, the, the tens of people listening to this podcast have been eyeing that Patreon for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, they pulled that, to, just pull that trigger. Once this is a Patreon promise. Once we get to a certain level where we can like live off of this, we'll do an, we'll do five episodes a day. That's a, that's a Patreon. Okay, <laughs> Don't what? Every day. They're five minutes long each. <laughs> yeah, they're five minutes that's long. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put out more content. I'll tell you that if we're doing this as a job, you guys would just get content. Like, y- you would be, you wouldn't even know what to do with yourselves. Including and not limited to Sean and David's review of Judas and the Black Messiah, David and Chris's review of the uh, Earth, Earth's Remembrance trilogy. Yeah, right, Chris. Is that what's called? Yeah, okay, Earth's Remembrance trilogy. Yes, and, and other stuff. Idea. And other stuff. Um, okay, so let's let's. Uh, Let's get into our episode today. Um, so I, I feel like it's been long enough, and somehow we have avoided doing an episode on one of, I'd say, the top ten most common scenarios for the end of the world. I'm ashamed. We're ashamed. You guys are ashamed, huh? I can feel it. Yeah, I'm never what? not ashamed. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, what the fuck are we even doing? Actually, that's right. We're creating content you listeners love to pump into your brains because it's the good shit. Anyway, I don't want to put this off any longer. Today we're going to be talking about the nuclear holocaust, or as David and George W. Bush say, nuclear. I'm going yeah, to correct nuclear. David. No, I'm going to correct David. David, I'm going to correct you if you say it because you don't want to be in in that company, man. You don't want to be a. Uh, you don't want to be. You don't want to be in the company of Mr. Bush. Okay. Sean, your so. your pronunciation of nuclear. Is God, is it. like is like is like your my gloves thing for you my workout gloves. It's just you know it's 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 I I, I don't know how I'm gonna make this thing work. But yeah, I know you wanted to say like it it like the the it has a benefit somehow saying it wrong. <laughs> so I don't know um, if I, right. if I could share this. David, do you mind if I share the story about you? Yeah. Okay. So 
Um, I mean, I don't know what it is, but sure. With David and George <laughs> W. Bush, this is um, so back when we were in high school. We were in we were in high school for the two thousand four uh, election. Mm-hmm. Sure were. And David made a he made I have to say it's a zinger, even though <laughs> it was in support right. of George W. Bush. Right. It was. Uh-oh. One day, David came to school and he had made a T-shirt the night before that said, oh, yeah. "Hey John, catch up or concede." <laughs> and I knew that someday David would be a leftist, but he was, he was <laughs> right. playing for the wrong team. But his like, you know, his like razor sharp wit was misplaced it would eventually kind of you know be pointed in the right direction but from an early age even back when david was a kind of conservative like young man yeah he had the zingers the zingers were coming and i got a compliment from barbara mcfarland which was which was uh uh like the the only time i felt good in that class (laughs) that's probably what made her to decide to retire <laughs> I'll say too. I think the reason Bush won was because of your shirt, David. Probably, yeah. I mean, none of none of none of the people I interacted with, well, most of them couldn't vote at all because we were all like fifteen. But yeah, that's, that's for sure right. what happened. That's all right. They should have let young David vote. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he would have made the wrong choice. No, I'm glad you would have made the vote. wrong choice. <laughs> I would have made the wrong choice. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. You got to learn. All right. Um, well. Let's uh let's get into background some a little background info. On I'm just this, looking at uh, these notes, Sean. Nuclear. Wow, you're really uh you're 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 getting brave with these notes. All right, all right, uh, that's that's fine, Sean. If you want to if you want to take, bra- oh, take the heat, oh, take the you haven't this, seen yeah. it. You yeah, haven't I, seen I, it. I just, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Did you see the tech? You, you so what I'm going to do is I'm going to say it and I'm going to pause. It. You have to say, <laughs> yeah. and then um no the the those are for us. Those are our cliff notes. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, getting brave. I like that. Um, well, we're almost famous, so we can do what we want, right? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, all right. So most people are pretty familiar with the scenario of the nuclear holocaust. Uh, a large amount of nukes are detonated at once, causing massive worldwide destruction, followed by radioactive fallout. Today, we'll discuss the outcomes of what would follow the detonations, as well as like the actual likelihood of extinction by nukes. Um, and a few other things at a glance, the direct outcome would include, of course, the firestorm, the explosions, that powerful destructive force, nuclear winter later, radiation sickness from the fallout and potentially probably loss of modern technology. Uh, the idea of nuclear war has inspired films and plenty of fictional literature on the topic, as well as there's a lot of discussion on the idea that if any nukes are launched by any country, it's over, which is what is called mutually assured destruction, as I'm sure many of people have heard about. And can I can I comment on that real fast? I love mm-hmm. that like we grew up, like we were raised to think that mutually assured destruction was like this this foolproof way of ensuring the human survival, and it's absolutely like insanity like it's like we're like oh no if, if they attack us we'll attack them so they'll never do it like like it's right. it's, it's come down the wire several times and t- uh, two times it came to the point of uh just literally two russians at, at different times deciding not to push the button because if they because they were told to because they yeah. believed that 
you know, it had started. And if they had, that, that, that it was their, like, they didn't do it. They stopped themselves from doing it, and they disobeyed orders, and they saved the world pretty much. But I love that mutually assured destruction is this idea of, like, oh, pff, it's never going to happen because this, this right. is the ultimate compromise. Now, wait a second, David. Which Tom Clancy book did that story just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. David, I feel like doesn't I, I feel like if Tom Clancy, Tom Clancy, Tom Clancy, Tom Clancy. Oh my god, that, oh my god, that's that can be David. That can be your new pseudonym. <laughs> Tom Clancy, writing Clancy. under Tom Clancy, and it's, it's, it's K L O N C E E Clancy. <laughs> I feel like if Tom Clancy had written a book like that, it, he wouldn't have made the Russians the heroes in that in that situation. But yeah, true. I like he said Tom Clancy still again. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's, he's, he is Tom Clancy from now on to me. <laughs> oh shit. Um, good point about the mutually assured destruction uh, because there's also like you'll see it. We're going to discuss this. It that is generally between the two big the two big dogs, U.S. and Russia. Uh, would would maybe have that, but you got to think about the little guys, and we'll talk about that. Um, it doesn't mean that mutually assured destruction isn't going to stop them from from doing that shit um, or us. Well, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Although that the it, it, it's it's more important, I think, to Americans than other countries. But yeah, again, it probably won't stop it. Um, I, I also want to mention that uh, there is a a doomsday clock created by the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. Uh, which has been around since 1947. Uh, main factors, of course, include nuclear risk and then, of course, climate change. Um, by the way, did you guys know that the term for Holocaust comes from the Greek word holocaustos, which means completely burnt? And I'll just say in the notes, I had something here. It, basically, it's the Holocaust. Um, I was going to say that that term works for both the Holocaust, the actual Holocaust, and the nuclear Holocaust. But I was going to make the joke that the, it was the fake Holocaust that didn't happen. Wait, Sean, huh. all your all your notes say uh, it says in all capital letters "fake Holocaust" in parentheses. Um, uh, read the documents, and and then in double parentheses, <laughs> six million is way too many, and then end parentheses, and then it was faked. You know, again in all caps. Uh weird. I just see a JK in all caps, but that's all right. Um. But yeah, so there's that. There's all that good stuff. That's the the background of it. Um, so what I want to do now uh, is start off kind of the the discussion here with uh, probability. Um, so everyone likes probability. David, I need you to say that word for me, please. Probability. <laughs> yeah, that's the about? one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I can, I can say it too. Probability. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very well done. Well done. Um, so I'm going to start with the probability of nuclear war. Um, so how many nukes does the planet have as of uh, 2020 or 2021? Um, you guys should take a guess on this uh, real quick. Chris, you hit Throw it first. Out. Um... I'm going to say 10,000. Okay. I'm going to say 10,001. I knew oh, it. Oh, Bob. <laughs> well, Bob. David wins. 2001, David Bob. Wins. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's about 13,500. Shit. Um, which is a lot. Oh, my God. Da- Russia. So, sorry. Where? Just um, David is going to the uh, to the sweepstakes <laughs> now. 
Oh, I'm going. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I went. I win the nukes. I win the nukes. Yeah, that's, you got a brand new nuclear warhead. It comes with a dishwasher. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, the U.S. and Russia have the most of those. Uh, a lot of them on are on a, a hair trigger alert. Um. And I, for example, I have this little chart here. So basically, U.S. has like 5,800. Russia has about 6,300. But then you also have smaller countries, like, well, not smaller, but, um, well, I guess technically smaller, but the UK only has 215, France has 290, Israel has 90, Pakistan has 160, India has 150, it seems like a lot, China has 320, okay, what are, what are they doing? And then North Korea, I guess, has 30 to 40 of them? Um are the I, ones in Israel like were they just directly given to them by us? Is that how that worked? Like they just like yeah, you, you, guys, you guys can have these. It's fine. Yeah, these are the these are the old ones. Please uh, yeah. dismantle them. That yeah. um, I would be really surprised. So I mean, as as heartless and as few scruples as the American government has, like selling nuclear weapons to other countries, <laughs> even allies, seems a little yeah. bit too much, even for us. Yeah, and it's and it's funny because selling nuclear bombs is like was like the plot nuclear. of like most nineties action most most nineties action movies, you know, where it's like that 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 like the bad guy was always trying to buy or sell nuclear weapons. Yeah, just like one though. Yeah, like, just one. one yeah. New? yeah, yeah. Um, so interesting too is like, uh, although stockpiles have been in decline since the Cold War's end, all nuclear countries are undergoing modernization of their arsenals, and other countries just want some goddamn nukes. Uh, like Iran. Uh, so there was about, during the Cold War, there was like 70,000, 60 to 70,000 active or at least, well, I would say, yeah, probably active warheads. Um, obviously, that number has come down a lot. Uh, and back during the Cuban Missile Crisis, uh, GFK actually felt that there was a 33 to 55% chance of nuclear conflict. Although it was a different time and there were more active nukes, like I said, uh, but that's the way. So, at what point did he think that? Because he must have thought there, there at one point there was like uh, either a hundred percent or zero percent chance of during the. You know what I mean? Like during the Cuban Missile Crisis. I don't know. Especially. Yeah, I, there must have been a very. I, I didn't look enough into that. Uh, it's a pretty high estimate too. But I think it was just one point. He's like, uh, they're about to flip this switch right so now. He, he certainly played it like he believed there was a zero percent chance. But yeah, yeah. yeah also, thirty-three to fifty-five is oddly specific, don't you think? I is it not? Yeah. That's what I saw. I was like, okay. I mean, I would just say fifty percent chance in my mind. Be like, it's it's fifty-fifty at that. Point. I, I'm always, I always, I, I wonder how they think of those numbers because <clears throat> I I've seen like stuff in like in like the military sh- like shows where it's like 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 like. Uh, sir, we have about an eighty-seven percent chance of victory here. Like, how do you determine that? What, 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 like, I don't. I, 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 it's math, David. Okay, just let the math do the talking. All right. I wonder if it's um, like in. Do you guys remember that show on the History Channel, um, where it's like, um, like Ultimate Warrior or something? Or they they take like two different types oh, of yeah. famous warriors out of history, and then they they run like thousands or hundreds of thousands of iterations of oh, like a model yeah. that's yeah it's sim- a sim yeah yeah yep. i love that show actually so, do you remember um, what it's called something warrior you're deadliest right warrior. uh deadliest, deadliest warrior. warrior yeah they had the um what's the what's the obsidian blade uh oh the aztec the one used, or the the <clears throat> i think it's mayan oh yeah probably um the whip I always want to say wheat lacoche, but that's the that's the corn. Um, uh, fuck, that's gonna piss me off. I, know, I, um, I can see it. 
It's got. Um, I'm gonna just look it up real quick so I can say it. Uh, the Mayan obsidian sword. And then edit it so that like you knew it right off the top of your head. <laughs> uh, the Macuahuito oh, is what okay. it was. Um, yeah, I knew that. Uh, I did, but I just couldn't remember. Um, okay. Anyways, so back to this the future uh the future of humanity institute took a poll of experts at the global catastrophic risk conference it sounds fun uh in oxford in july of 2008 one estimate had a probability of complete human extinction at only one percent at some point during this century um other estimates were that 10 percent there's a 10 percent chance of 1 billion dead a 30% chance of 1 million dead, and a 100% chance of David being a sissy for wearing gloves at the gym. (laughs) 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 Woo! I had to just put that, throw that one in. Um, So I have a question really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Is this, I mean, this is from nuclear war or what? So like 10% chance of 1 billion dead. Well, 1 billion people are going to die at least in the next century, right? Yeah, I should have, sorry, I should have, yeah. um, It's all... It, it it would be a nuclear uh, catastrophe, uh, uh, nuclear strikes, n- nuclear war. I don't know. Say all out war, or at least some level of of nuclear launch uh, and, and detonations. Jesus, um, even one billion dead. Think about how many, like it's a lot. It's like all of China or most of China. Yeah, ten percent to one in ten chance Jeez. of that happening. No, but what, what's going to happen is they're going to have nukes that let that just kill the catholics so like all over the world (laughs) every catholic person is gonna die it's like the rapture better renounce yeah yeah yeah, it's the rapture yeah and they're gonna get taken up that jesus will save them and he will come down in blinding light that evaporates their flesh exactly okay kirk cameron's gonna be one of the first i can just feel (laughs) it no kirk cameron remember chris he gets left behind Ooh, there's a deep cut into christian film Ooh, that was very deep, David. What are you doing? I love the disdain um, in your voice, David. <laughs> Christian film. I love that. Christian. Um, yeah, so uh, I just want to say, also, keep in mind these numbers that I said are from a median of opinions of this group. It's not a probabilistic model in which the values, like in a probabilistic value, the values could sway, this is the scary thing, greatly in either direction. So we could be way over overestimating or underestimating. Um, and it, basically, though, it's pretty much in agreement, though, that even small-scale nuclear war, which is more probable, could have insanely devastating global uh, effects. Um, I, I want to talk about the probability of extinction now, too. Do you guys have any other comments about war itself, the probability of that? You feel all just feel what all is it good for you? Inside? What's a good... <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Uh, um, I, I guess just really quickly before we go on, I'm kind of interested in who the experts were. At this. Uh, they're experts. Chris. They're just experts. Okay. Right. They're so experts. Post, post-truth tells me not to believe in them. Um, Good and job. And you should check out our post-truth episodes. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, definitely go. check those out. Um, yeah, these, these uh, experts at this uh, conference... Um, yeah, I mean, anybody could say they're an expert on something. I would assume they have some knowledge uh, of, you know, the past and and knowledge of nuclear war in, in general. And um, maybe the not hopefully the knowledge of some things I'm going to talk about later. But you never know. People could be bullshitting. 
Um, so let's talk about the probability of actual extinction from nuclear war. Uh, experts, again, I'm going to use this term a lot, in the past have felt that a worldwide thermonuclear uh, war with Cold War era stockpiles, or it could actually be less than that, it doesn't have to be that, that amount, could lead, lead to extinction. This claim seemed to be backed up when uh, a model for nuclear winter was developed in 1983. Since that time, though, uh, the claims have, well, I'd say some have refuted the claim and feel that full extinction is not something that would happen, at least in this day and age. And more recent models kind of back that up. And it's mostly because, like, humanity is so populous, there would be small sections, uh, sex groups that could survive because maybe they have technology. Well, our, our technology is a lot better now. Uh, or, honestly, even if they didn't have it, the survival skills of humans can generally be quite high um except for maybe i think of those bug out guys or like the people who stormed the Capitol who feel like they could survive uh oh yeah like they're, 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 the, they're, they're the first gone they're, they're, they're out of, yeah, yeah. They're, mm-hmm. if, if if you if, if a nuclear bomb takes out an applebee's in their neighborhood they're gonna die they like they can't they can't <laughs> they can't survive or a wall wouldn't be able to handle yeah. this texas shit um so but so what all this is saying, though, it it doesn't mean that now there's a zero chance of extinction, especially since there could be secondary factors like societal collapse where we could just end up killing each other. And that seems obvious enough. Uh, models also cannot completely take into consideration every factor, including how climate is affected by nuclear war since it's never been experienced. Um, the cobalt bomb is something I want to talk about. So... This bomb was conceptualized by Leo Sizzlerd. Sizzlerd? Sizzlerd? Sizzlerd. No, wait, Sean, um, it's, it's, in... nu- it's nuclear. Nu- it's nuclear. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, can I mute you somehow? Uh, like mute your recording? I, th- I guess I can. I'm going to edit it. I'm the host, so I can, you know, I, I you can, can put David in the waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will, Every time I will, he says nuclear. Uh, I, I'm I'm the captain. I will take this whole podcast down with me. I will I'll I'll, I'll mm. nuke our Buzzsprout account and. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. If you're gonna go that far, fair enough. Damn. Mutually right. assured destruction, fellas. That's how it, that's how it oh. works. Oh, like in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this the cobalt bomb, 1950. This dude conceptualized it, and he said basically it's a true doomsday device. He didn't want the bomb to be created. But it was more of a warning to say that nuclear technology could advance through an arms race to unprecedented levels. So the bomb is described as a salted bomb, which can increase the amounts of radioactive fallout production. So Russia had allegedly allegedly created. Why is it called salted? Uh, it's like a coat. Well, you know, like when like ooh, it just like when they licked it, they were like, ooh, that's, that's <laughs> oh, yeah, salty. It's, um, it's a salt lick. Okay, got it. No, it's a salted, a cobalt salt. Uh, it, it, it's a, it's just a, like, like in, in chemistry, you have uh, compounds and sometimes they're considered salts, uh, depending on the state oh, that they're gotcha, in. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. So, yeah, so it's a, it's just a spicy bomb. Um, and, and yeah, and that, like I said, it increases the amounts of radioactive uh, fallout production. Uh, Russia has allegedly created a cobalt bomb or had created one, uh, but those claims are not confirmed. And the British tried to test a bomb with cobalt pellets, but that was considered a failure. They like detonated it somewhere on the ocean, and it 
It didn't put off enough radiation. I don't know why the fuck people are making these things. So I think it seems a bomb is yet to be created. I hope it does never get created. Um, just like Leo said, um, we don't want this. But the crazy thing is, is um, the bomb could be detonated from any location without the need for launch equipment, and it would have devastating consequences. So basically, um, just because of like you wouldn't have to launch it into the air you could just blow it up as long as you made a, a big enough payload um and it affect it could affect the whole planet so you could detonate one in each hemisphere but you'd have to do both hemispheres as the effect in the opposite hemisphere wouldn't be affected by uh the bomb just because of the way the the um the, the, the currents flow basically in, in each hemisphere uh it would still affect it but it would be heavily diminished um but yeah, this bomb is just crazy. Like you, you're basically making a more long-term deadly weapon. You know, it already is destructive instantly, and it'll fuck more shit up. So, what do you guys think about all that? Is that how does that make you feel? And I just want to go back to you, to you calling the the salted bomb spicy. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny because why 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 pippo why why pippo really do be thinking that salt is spicy. I'm trying to do why, the, the why, <laughs> why pippo. <laughs> White, the, the internet thing for white people, white people, yeah. really do well, be thinking think that. White people think, I've met the white people, the, what is this, uh, mayo, the mayo is spicy. There is spicy mayo, but regular we, mayonnaise. We can give a shout out to Kayla who thinks the garlic is spicy, so. Oh, uh, yeah, guess it, that's if true. If you eat it raw, I guess. She's, uh, she means garlic powder. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a whole different thing. <laughs> and she is white. I guess, so... Yeah, but you—I get—you wouldn't need to affect the whole planet, right? I mean, if you're uh, just trying to no. kill everybody, so it's—I guess it's—it depends on like which which aspect of destruction you're looking for. Um, so yeah. if you if you wanted to basically like irradiate the whole planet so that you could never grow crops again or something, or like try to maximize mm-hmm. the nuclear winter. Um, yes. then it would make sense to do that. But like, uh, just think about like what, what percentage of the earth's surface is populated at some sort of density that would make it worth your while. So right. If you depends. were like a crazy guy. And, yeah. If you really wanted to fuck shit up and just like fuck the entire planet so that mm-hmm. humans could never live there again, um, yeah. this would be a nice way to go about it. Yeah, it doesn't really serve a purpose, I'd say, for like the mastermind idea of trying to attack uh, a specific enemy because that's just yeah, the whole planet would suffer from it. Um, Unless you're a Russian like James Bond villain, and that's when that's that, when killing the whole planet is your goal for some reason. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say, and they're not really thinking about the consequences of it because <laughs> it's like you're gonna die too. I yeah. mean, I, I don't know. I, I'd say. My takeaway, though, was from the idea that there's going to be advancements in this and we need to obviously be careful because when you have these arms races, you are going to have countries developing things that get more and more dangerous and you don't know what that's going to yield. And if you have more specific targeted type weapons that are deadly like this, that's, I think, when you'd have the the real problem. Um, But that's fun. I mean, I... I, uh, It's a good time. I don't think we have to worry about a cobalt bomb. Um, I just, I, I, I don't know. If someone has one, 
I hope you guys, you need to come forward, dude. You know, whoever you are out there with that cobalt <laughs> bomb, uh, uh, you can uh, email us. <laughs> yeah, uh, gwscrewed at, uh, GW at gmail.com. Yes, yes, exactly. Backslash and just tell cobalt us. bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, please tell us. Okay. So I want to talk philosophy. David, you're up. All right, let's do it. All right, so say the word philosophy. <laughs> Uh, I can't get you today. I just can't get you. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, all right. Let's talk about Derek Parfit uh, or Parfit, I guess. I'm pretty sure it's Parfit. Uh, David Parfait. Were, Derek Parfait. 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 I looked it up and it said Parfait, but I, I don't know. You know you know when you listen to those, um, you go and you look up pronunciation and you know it's wrong. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, he wrote a he, book. He, what? Sorry, but maybe he swings both ways, like like Colbert. It could be Colbert or Colbert. Oh, oh yeah, there you go. Very good. Very the Parfit good. Report. Parfit Report. <laughs> yeah. um, so this is, he, he wrote a book, I think in 84. It's called Reasons and Persons. Uh, I only kind of looked at Cliff Notes, but um, I'm actually really intrigued to read it. Uh, there's, there's a lot of information in there um, about a lot of uh, topics. Um and this is just one little section involving nuclear war. But he had three main outcomes for nuclear war. Peace, 99% of the world population dies, and 100% dies, complete extinction. Um, and he asks, which of these two, but between the two, is the greater difference? Uh, he feels most people would say the biggest difference is between one and two, because you have no war versus 99%. But in his opinion is that two and three has the greatest difference. You can look at it in different ways from actual loss and see right. how many would uh, you know suffer loss or just from a standpoint of survival. To me, this could be a common sense argument if you look at it from the perspective of the trolley dilemma. You guys know what the trolley dilemma is? Have you heard of yeah, like that hated, before? Yeah, I always hated the trolley dilemma. That was just yeah. a stupid like, question. But yeah, I know what you're... Yeah. But it's the same principle, though. It's right. like the will, the minute... You know, it, would you rather right. have a lot of people die, no people die, or if you killed one, say five, whatever... Um, and Nick Bostrom, if you remember him, he was from our Singularity episode, uh, back, back when, check that out, uh, guys, um, Nick feels there is a moral imperative to reduce any and all risk of human dis- extinction, which I agree with, but well, I don't know, what do you guys feel about those three? I mean, the differences between them, do you agree with, um, with, uh, Derek or with, or what, what do you think? Um, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, like it's it, between the the. I mean, the if you're asking for the two big the biggest difference, the two I would pick is peace and 100 percent of the world ties. Like that's the biggest difference. Well, but, no, um, I know, but if you have to pick between, you have to pick between one and two or two and three. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, where I the makes it harder. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess I agree in the fact that like complete extinction is a bigger deal, but I mean, only like marginally so like so you don't care about people i get it that's fine uh, well, um, if 99 percent of the world's population is gone i like I, I don't know i don't know what the bigger biggest bigger the bigger problem is you know at, at that point like it's kind of like well i don't know i don't know no i get i get what you're saying uh chris how do you what do you feel well i i'm taking an approach similar to david which is to say um they're 
if 100% of the human population dies, there would also be peace. So one and three are the same. <laughs> um, or point. The, they're, they're not mutually exclusive. But I think, I wonder, yeah. like, if the, um, if the world population were reduced to 1% of its current size within, like, a year, um, mm. would the human species still be viable? Because you could yeah. imagine, like, that 1% would probably be fairly sparsely distributed throughout the world. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if we could keep humanity going yeah. with only 1% of the population left. So there um, has to be a lot of fucking. Oh, yeah. And who knows? Like, you know, it's, you know, like, it's probably just like a bunch of dudes who survive. I don't know. Because <laughs> that's just what, that's just like. Nah, maybe oh not, god! But like <clears throat> that'd be horrible. Ten guys to every one woman. Ugh. Or oh, I mean, no. ten guys to every one guy would be. <laughs> yeah, it's one. like it's like. Do you think if we fuck him hard enough, we can get him pregnant? <laughs> Let's run so a train on him and find out. Oh man! So that I mean, depending on how you feel, that might be that might be really awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the running a train on one guy. I'm just kidding. Or, you, I mean, if you, you know, if that's, I'm, well, I'm not trying to kink shame. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's true. We're, we're a sex positive that, podcast. But, but to answer the question more seriously, I mean, the intuitively one and two are the most different because it's, you know, um, there's 1% difference in loss of human life is kind of negligible. But I guess mm -hmm. if I think. I think Derek Parfit's point is to say that like the difference between survival and extinction is is the greater uh, difference. Yeah, I I agree with that though. I feel that the biggest difference is between two and three because so not oh, go ahead. It, but how um, how does it connect to the trolley dilemma? Um, what, what do you like? What do you think? Well, I'm I'm thinking more of like I guess it'd be maybe a reverse trolley dilemma almost, but like for me, I'm just saying um, I'd rather lose I'd I'd rather lose uh, most of the population, but still have a chance to repopulate. I guess so. It's it isn't mm -hmm. a direct exact replica of the trolley dilemma, but it's kind of like it, saying there's going to be loss. But well, kind of, kind of, it kind of is a, a trolley problem situation. If, if you're kind of making a threat to us, Sean, are you vaguely threatening ninety nine percent of the world? <laughs> uh, to take like up ninety nine percent? Yeah, is this like a vague threat that we have to choose between those two? Is this like, is this your no. part of your plan? Oh, okay. No. Okay. no. Whoa. Okay. With a question mark. What if we had a nuclear winter, but only the one percent dies? <laughs> oh, oh god be, no okay so we have there's there's a there's a left behind situation the, the rapture happens and it, oh, but it only takes the one percent and they go directly to hell that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> the, the... <laughs> okay that's a good one that that sounds kind the of like what's going to actually happen yeah the yeah. devil has it, his own rapture i just imagine elon musk down there he's trying to like <laughs> like trying to he's like how do i how do i monetize this he's like all right he's like no so I made this car and it can run on lava. Okay. No, 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 no. He's like, he's like, he's, he's like talking to the devil. He's like, Satan, I made this car. And Satan's like, wow, that's really great. It's going directly up your ass. That's like, that's... 
Yeah, it was <laughs> uh, the first th- the first thing that comes to mind is like in um do you guys remember in the movie Little Nicky where um Hitler is, <laughs> is having pineapples shoved up his ass for all eternity. It's oh, part yeah. of his daily schedule. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um oh, man. Yeah. So you're saying uh you're saying Elon Musk is Hitler. Just kidding. I'm not <laughs> nope. Okay, well, not I mean, he, that he, does, he does have connections to apartheid, so it's like it's not uh, as far off as it sounds. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit. True. Um uh, Elon Musk, come on our show and convince us you're not, and you're not Hitler. <laughs> he'll hear this eventually, and then he'll definitely come on, and I'll, it's, that'll, we'll, we'll get like so famous off of an argument with him. Um, I know. I noticed you guys called me Hitler. I, I can't do a South African. Well, you German. went Swiss. I, just went, I saw well, you guys did... called me the, yeah. the Hitler. That's, <laughs> that's my South I brought, African accent. I brought, all, all of our cards went on chocolates. It runs on chocolates. <laughs> um anyways okay i'm done with the swiss chocolatier shit uh all right let's move on let's talk about all the effects in the aftermath of of nuclear war because this is a a good size section but it's the last section um so during cold war lost predictions for a full-scale nuclear exchange between the u.s and soviet union were 35 to 70 percent of the u.s dead at the time that was 70 to 160 million and then 200 uh, 20 to 40 percent of the soviets uh dead i didn't do the math on that uh mind you this was all before theorizing the scenarios below or most of them at least so the first scenario we're going to talk about is nuclear winter um in the early 1980s scientists considered what would happen when the materials in nuke cities burnt and released smoke and soot into the atmosphere it would rise to high altitudes and block out the sun. In 1983, like I mentioned before, a study by the TTAPS, or maybe TAPS team, I don't know how to, how to pronounce that, uh, um, they, they they were the ones that, that uh, came up with the term nuclear winter. Uh, they were the ones who kind of made this model. And it had sci- the scientists in there were James B. Uh, Pollock and a very well-known Carl Sagan. I have Saga there. Weird. Um, the Carl Saga. Carl Saga. Carl Saga. He should have had his name. That's the Walmart. I'm gonna write. Version. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write <laughs> two trilogies called the Carl Saga. Ooh, about Carl Sagan, or just no, uh, just about a guy named Carl. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Carl. Uh, so there's that study. That study uh, basically started the discussions for nuclear winter. 2007, a study basically said if uh, at least a moderate amount of the global uh nuclear arsenal was launched there would be 12 there would be a 12 to 20 degree uh, celsius drop in temperatures in core farming regions in the u.s russia europe and china and up to 35 degrees celsius drops in some areas of russia for the first two summer grow seasons um sean this is an an american podcast so so why don't you translate that for us because i don't know what that means I, I i don't talk in Europe, when it comes to temperatures, you talk. Oh, okay. Doesn't, well, doesn't talk in metric. Got to do yeah, it in, exactly. um, in kelvins. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's do it in kelvin. Uh, <laughs> you know how to do that math, right? You got a minus uh, whatever that number, three hundred or four hundred. So I can't remember what it is. Um. So, okay. Uh, let's see here. Let me think about this real quick. Uh, it's a lot of degrees. It's, 
it's it's more than what it is there. So like every degree Celsius is more of like, is more like two to three degrees. I'll just say that. That's like that's a quick estimate. But you're you're talking twenty to thirty plus degree drops in temperatures. That thirty five is like forty to fifty Fahrenheit. Wait, that's so a twelve lot. degrees Celsius is fifty four degrees Fahrenheit. Right. So that's but, a lot. Yeah. But well, no. But you're you looked up twelve. You looked up twelve degrees Celsius at that temperature. But we're talking yeah, from, about twelve from to twenty. Freezing. Yeah, yeah. That no, that's yeah, from I'm, freezing. But, uh, what I'm saying is that there would be a drop, uh, a fifty four degree drop from no, whatever. No, 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 no. Because you, no, no. There wouldn't be a. It wouldn't be a fifty four degree drop. It, it would oh, okay. be. It, that that's what I'm saying. It's it's at twelve degrees. It's fifty four Fahrenheit. Now, if you dropped, if you were at twelve degrees Celsius and it dropped twelve degrees, um, it would drop about twenty. Wait, I'm thinking about this. 22 oh. so from 54 to 32 yeah 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 because the Gosh, 32 okay. is freezing okay. thank you chris for uh, got got mind fucked uh this is why we we pay you to do mind english david fuck. um so <laughs> i forgot about that shit whatever episode that was on i hope you guys remember uh for our listeners <laughs> that might have been a patreon episode yeah i know i know spanish mind freak um Okay, so in going off this, if this moderate amount of global arsenal was launched, uh, it could take 10 years to clear the soot from the air. Global precipitation could reduce as much as 45%. Now let's talk about regional conflicts. Uh, they can have an impact on the atmosphere as well. Here's an example. 50 Hiroshima, uh, Hiroshima, Hiroshima, let's say it white, sized bombs used... Uh, or detonated in the subtropics would release up to 5 million tons of soot and this could cause cooling of several degrees uh, Celsius in places like North America and it could also reduce precipitation by 10% globally so it's a small area of nukes but it still it would have a it would have a global impact you also get damage to the ozone from the suit in the atmosphere, as the suit increases atmospheric temperatures and draws in nitrogen oxides, you which call it damage suit? the. Oh, we I found suit, I found soot, uh, soot. yeah soot yeah you, I I found I've said nuclear, it I've, I've said it no it's it's that one's fine nu- nu- nuclear and nuclear is unacceptable okay? suit and soot is also unacceptable no one calls it suit I call uh, it soot yeah soot well it's. Suit. suit. I'm wearing a nice suit covered in soot. Soot and Look soot. Look at all this fucking soot, soot out here. Soot. Whatever. Whatever, David. Um. So this this uh the nit- the nitrogen oxides and the heat will create a hole in the ozone, just like the one above Antarctica in the springtime. So that's not good. Um. Then we have nuclear famine, and this one goes hand in hand with nuclear winter, as is a direct uh, result of it. In 1986, it was estimated that just one year without food production could actually starve most of the human population, um, which almost sounds like, like, uh, duh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. food's not, you know, it's kind of like, he, he didn't eat and he died. Oh, fuck. But I, I think it's kind of taken into consideration, you know, how much food stocks do we have? Are other people growing uh, indoors? And right. there's a lot of uh, factors. And that's all the reason why people would survive, because you could grow indoors. Um Think about how much mukbang people are doing nowadays compared oh my to God. So it might even oh. be it might even be shorter. Yeah, people are still doing mukbangs uh, during uh, like during a nuclear winter. 
Oh my God. <laughs> that's that's so that's one percent. That's gonna be yeah. that will be the mark of the one percent is mukbang during <laughs> nuclear winter. I like yeah, nuclear like, yeah. I like uh, go ahead, sorry, sorry John. No, I was gonna say a fifty I went and I wanted to order that fifteen pound burrito and get my thirty fried Oreos afterwards and I'm gonna eat it all on camera, okay? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I like the idea of like of like a nuclear winter happens and then President Biden comes out and like guys Day one, we're getting those those fourteen hundred dollar checks. Sorry, that's <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yep. Can you eat that's the money? You got. <laughs> yep. I just um, like the idea of a living in like a post nuclear apop- apocalyptic world where there's no food, but everyone has access to YouTube to watch the one percent <laughs> eat. eat <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as we're starving wow. to death, we're watching. One percent mukbangers on our phones. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and people are like, oh, I can't finish this. I'm so full. <laughs> oh, that's just have to throw up. it away. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna feed it to my dog. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Okay. So moving forward, 2013, the International Physicians for the Prevention of Nuclear War, the IPN, uh was uh they created a model that predicts predicts uh two billion people would be at a starvation risk from a nuclear exchange just between india and pakistan or a small use of nukes between us and russia which means it's like under 200 between 100 and 200 which is still a fuck ton um or even maybe 50 let's say um it seems like a lot of people to be at risk for that for just a small uh, uh, amount of launched nukes. Uh, and many studies over time have clearly pointed to reduction of agricultural output. And this food scarcity uh, could be made worse by inflated food prices. Uh, the most poor nations uh, would suffer the most losses of lives from this. Also, I forgot to say in the beginning... Uh, I did take a lot of these sources from Wiki. Uh, one of the sources was, of course, the uh, Der- uh, book by Derek Parfee, Reasons and Persons. I think I said that right. Persons and was it the, Reasons, was, it, was, it, was, persons. It, was it the Parfee rapport? Was it the Parfee the Parfee. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, mute mute him, Chris. Thank you. Um, <laughs> David, I'm sorry. You're, you're being relegated to the waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. All right, deactivate uh, Buzzsprout. Where, where do I find that at? That's, that's, this is what happens, guys. Launch the nukes. <laughs> yeah, I'm launching the nukes. Um, okay, so I want to talk about... There's two more things. I got EMP and nuclear fallout, but uh, you guys have any questions about the, the winter and the famine stuff? Anything? Uh, yeah, I got to say that... Uh, if we want to avoid, if we wanted to avoid nuclear winter, maybe those Texans should have voted for the Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> right, and right. Listen, li- and obviously, I'm kidding. Listen to our Patreon episode from last week to to see my true feelings on that. True feelings. Yeah, David yep. ranted. David's our resident ranter. I rant. <clears throat> okay. I've got. The, yeah, we can kind of talk about a... this. What's that? Um. So I'm I am interested in the in the famine thing. I'm also kind of surprised that um, this estimate that two billion people would be at a starvation risk, even from mm-hmm. a small nuclear exchange. How mm-hmm. I, I wonder if that figures in like how many people are currently at a starvation risk, uh, or if mm-hmm. that's the total that um, 
that just that would be added to the list and it would it, it would it seems like it would have to be regional like it it probably yeah. you know something going on between Pakistan and India probably wouldn't yes. affect uh I don't know like the I don't know the Seychelles or like some small remote island nation but it's probably something to do with like the chain of events with um supply chains for x things particular types of food um it would be that we're also specifically looking at the fact that the debris that is ejected into the atmosphere given uh the way it moves uh, if it gets high enough up there if it gets like in the stratosphere um who's to say that it doesn't move over would you say the seychelles and then they can't grow because it creates a, a, a barrier for sunlight and drops right. the temperatures. So it could happen in specific areas. It could, if, if it was enough nukes, it could, it could create a blanket over a large portion. But like you said, it would be regional, potentially, maybe in that, maybe somewhere in that area, Middle East, Europe, uh, Asia, or in Africa. Uh, the Americas might not have to worry as much about that, um, unless it did, of course, happen somewhere uh on this continent watch it happen here oh my god yeah we <laughs> shoot our own nukes at each other um because we got a you know we have a civil <laughs> nuclear civil war <laughs> oh my god that'd be fucking insane um gotta watch out davis monton's getting bombed first Oof, that would be scary um okay uh anything else we can come back to really like at the end but uh, we'll wrap it up. We can talk about when, when we wrap it up, but uh, I'm going to talk about EMPs real quick. Um, so nukes do create electromagnetic pulses, uh, which is an electromagnetic radiation. Uh, it's called the nuclear EMP. Um, as most know, they disrupt electronic equipment. <clears throat> Gail Nordling, I love that name, uh, president of, I had to look this up because it was hard to find for some reason. People wouldn't say what the company was. I don't know why, but... From what I found out, it's the president of Imp uh, Primus, but I see EMPs in the name. I just want to go Imp Primus, and then that song starts playing in my head with the with the bass is slapping. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? You know what I'm talking about? Um, Chris, you know what I'm talking about, right? You, you were you were. <laughs> I I hung out at your house. I I hung out with your dad back in the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, back when you guys met because you're best friends. Like Shut way, way before, Shut. way before I, way before I knew you guys. You don't no, get that's... to talk, David. Put him in the room. <laughs> Put him in the room. Um, uh, I couldn't. And then you can be best, best friends, friends with yourself. Nope. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> People are gonna get real mad. We're gonna have to have a vote poll. Be like, who do you think's the best friends? And they'll have a little vote thing. And oh my god! We know so you guys will win. hundred dollars on Patreon. So if you pay us a thousand dollars, you get to decide who the best friends are. Oh god! <laughs> and we have to live with it forever. Yeah. Yep. One time fee, thousand dollars. I do yep. it for a thousand. I'm behind it. You would you would allow? So you'd be okay with when they pick you and David? Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, you're... when they when they make the obvious choice of of the two of you. I can live with it because I've been living with it for the past 10 years. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, we got to get off this bullshit. Um, let's go back to Gil Nordling. He probably doesn't have any best friends. Um, so he's the president of that company, and they try to design devices to protect against EMPs. 
Um, and he said that if a nuke, specifically one designed to be an EMP, because they're not really designed for that. They just they always put out some level of electromagnetic radiation, uh, radiation. But if there was one designed for it, was detonated over the Midwest, United States, 300 miles up, it would fuck up every single electronic device in the entire United States. Non-EMP nukes could still be a problem as well if enough were detonated, but that also is like a secondary thing. So you'd have the nuclear winter, you'd have the mass destruction, and then you'd have loss of technology. Um, The most impactful losses would be hospitals, water treatment facilities, food storage, especially refrigerated units, and of course, the loss of communication devices. Power losses could last for months or even fucking years. So that's another whole nother thing that's an issue and finally nuclear fallout i got well i gotta say real fast before we move on from the emp Mm -hmm. um if you didn't want an emp to go off in texas maybe you should have voted for the democrats (laughs) okay that's that's it i'm done sorry good dumb you 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 got him david (laughs) um nuclear fallout so fallout is the radioactive dust and ash that is ejected into the atmosphere following the detonation of a nuke. Uh, when it is, or while it is usually uh, usually limited to the surrounding area, if the explosion is high enough in the atmosphere, kind of like what I was talking about, it can spread far and wide. Also, again, remember the cobalt bomb. That would be the one where it would spread pretty far, cause nuclear winter widespread, but also this fallout. The dust can also mix with uh, pyrocumulus clouds and fall as dope ass black rain. That sounds like like a, a really good song, I feel like. Um, Black Rain. Black Chocolate Rain. rain. Yeah. Chocolate Cho- Rain. Or, yeah, there you go. And, uh, <laughs> and November Rain. It's like, a, it's like a combination, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so the dust itself, the dust itself is composed of fission products, which come from a nucleus splitting into two smaller nuclei. Opposite of what happens in the sun, that's nuclear fusion. Most of the radiation comes from what, uh, what are called short-lived radionuclides, um, which are unstable nuclear atoms. Generally, most fallout decays rapidly, but some particles have a, have a half-life of anywhere from seconds to months or longer. Example, strontium-90 and cesium-137, two radioactive isotopes, can create radiation hotspots for anywhere from one to five years after the explosion. Uh, Possibly even longer. Look at um, what was that? You got Fukushima. Although those, those reactors are that that that's a different um, that's that that's a little different because th- those reactors are still going, and I guess Chernobyl would be well. Still, that's way longer too. But from from pretty sure those are um, nuclear fusion, like the sun is, and not fission. Although I could be wrong on that. I should probably look that up. But um, the the fallout can lead to radiation poisoning. Uh, acute doses can cause bone marrow death, uh, prodromal syndrome, central nervous system death, and gastrointestinal death. Uh, Taco Bell also does that last one uh, pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. um, if you eat it three days in a row. Uh, yeah. Not that I have, but I know David probably has in his days. I probably have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm currently um, on my way to gastrointestinal death. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how's your stomach doing? Shit. That's, yeah. Uh, well, I hope you get that cleared up, okay? Because uh, um, 
we Before need David's the nuclear best holocaust friend does me in. No. Yep. <laughs> no, we need we need you as his best friend. I okay, okay. Um long-term exposure will of course lead to cancers. In utero, there could be developmental issues. There's even a risk for transgenerational genetic damage, which I did not know I guess was possible. Oh yeah, uh, I've heard about I, that. I've heard about that in Japan specifically. I heard about they've okay. done studies. They've done studies of uh, people over the years from you know Contin- survivors. Okay. Of, yeah. Well, I guess it does make sense because if you if your germ cell line versus the somatic cell and germ cell is just your sex cell, um, if you got some uh, your your cummy nuts get all infected with uh, uh, mutations and then you got mutated uh, jizz, I suppose that's possible. Um, yeah, I guess I have like heard the, of it. Just that's the most in the dark. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, the the victims of the nuclear bombs have cummy, glowy okay. nuts. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, imagine, uh, imagine being like, "Daddy, uh, can you turn on the nightlight?" Oh, yeah. Give me like uh, two minutes. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 make a nightlight for you. <laughs> it's just an erect okay. penis off in that glows in the dark. Yes. <laughs> No, you no, I was going to say, like, kid. comes in a jar and sets it on the, on the dresser. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, don't knock that over yeah, and don't like, wake up in the middle of the night and drink it. <laughs> like in Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, so let's wrap it up, guys. Um, you feel I've we're got, screwed? What? Well, I've got, I've got an answer real fast. If, if we do end up in nuclear winter, all we have nuclear. to do is drop down a cobalt bomb that'll salt the roads and then we'll be all set perfect <laughs> we can drive oh wow yeah. Un- unlike yeah. the people in texas right david because oh, oh. they voted for the... yeah i love that that's I my bill that maher joke. impression that's my that's my <laughs> uh very uh my impression of you know uh, just an older unfunny arrogant guy <laughs> that's pretty spot not on. bad not bad yeah 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 so what do you guys think Anything you want to talk about, or you can just talk about if you think we're screwed because of this. There's so much on this, obviously, that I didn't even talk about, uh, but I kind of wanted to give the gist of it and make people feel not safe, oh, but I hope I made you feel safe. <laughs> I don't Word. know. What do you guys Bef- think? Before we get to talk talking about being screwed, I just wanted to bring something up with the uh, with the EMP. It seems oh, like Oh yeah, my bad. I moved too fast. You could cause a lot of uh you could cause a lot of damage um you know that's uh, hopefully that's directed without fucking the rest of the world up the ass um mm-hmm. using like EMP. So, if you guys mm-hmm. remember in Ocean's 11, this I was going to mention that right now, Chris. Yeah. Oh, you beat me to it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um but that's I think that would be a a, a great weapon to inflict suffering on civilians um but that would uh wouldn't be able to pass on to their children genetically uh and that Mm -hmm. wouldn't cause a nuclear winter so and you could rob three three casinos at the same time exactly (laughs) and casinos owned by al pacino (laughs) Um, andy garcia oh yeah andy garcia my bad same person same person same person that one um (laughs) michael corleone (laughs) uh good point though um so just using an emp not even a nuclear emp but a massive emp i I have thought about that uh emp would long term though like in combined with nuclear 
uh, winter and the fallout, if there was an EMP on top of it that decimated electronics, I mean, I think that would be the end because you wouldn't be able to watch the mukbang mukbangs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, uh, and you you couldn't even right. use four G, right? Even if like no, you know, if if it like fried your Wi Fi router, you still you wouldn't have five G. That's but true. then it would save the world from COVID. So there's uh, there's that's right. Yep. See, but well, I think Bill Gates already has a plan to make 5G <laughs> like EMP proof. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was thinking, though, you know, you could build, I think we can build a 1G tower like in a cave, probably. I'm pretty sure you'll need yeah. like sticks and like a paper clip <laughs> and like a, a firefly or some or a, a yeah, light, lightning bug, something, something like that. And then just rub it like, on there. Exactly. Like, do you, you guys watch those those videos on YouTube that have become like super popular in like last year? And it's like two dudes who are out in the middle of a jungle and they like build a mansion with just like by digging holes in the ground and shit. Have you watched these? It's like no, I'm not. Oh man, it's some sort of like niche thing, and I think people watch it as like stress relief. But it's mm. these super unrealistic videos about like just two guys and they each have like one hand tool and they just start digging. They're out in the middle of of the jungle somewhere and they're able to, in a very short period of time, construct these like very elaborate temporary dwellings and they put like swimming pools in it and, you know, kind like, of like just, mud yeah, or trees, just, like whatever they have. Yeah, just shit. From a uh, from like um, you know like there's a river nearby and they use that to make a swimming pool and they have these like not even <laughs> shovels these like small like hand tools and they dig these these like massive holes like you know eight to ten feet deep holes by like fifteen what? feet wide um, and then they make I'll I'll have to send you guys a a link or something maybe the maybe our listeners yeah. will know. Um, yeah, but it's kind of it's it's kind of like that. Interesting. That's wild. It must take them a long time to build those. Jesus Christ. Maybe not. I guess if you do it a bunch, but fuck. it's just so it's just so fake. And you know the, the, the EMP <laughs> would deprive us. I'm gonna send this before the EMP comes. Um, oh yeah, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> we better finish the episode before the EMP drops. Yeah, people can't hear this. Yeah, shit. No, go um, go. hurry, hurry up. Um, Okay, yeah, I was so I'm glad I'm glad we came back to that. Um, if you guys are good, I'm gonna ask you though again, are if if you think we're screwed and you guys can uh, weigh in. Uh, um, Chris, you can go first. I wow. I think if there were ever, thank you, David, by the way, mm-hmm. um, for allowing me for you know, temporarily <laughs> you my, abdicated. It's his pleasure. It's his pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can tell how submissive I am. Um, <laughs> thank you, daddy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, daddy. I'm going to, Oh God. Yeah. I'll, yep. Um, nope. I'm not, not going to go there. Um, uh-uh. no, we're definitely a hundred percent screwed. If like, and there's no there's no question. This one's like the I think this is the one of the most no brainer we're screwed. Um mm-hmm. especially that I mean there's a bunch of shit that I didn't even know. Like some of these estimates that even kind of like a moderate 
uh, nuclear conflict would have like incredible ramifications far reaching for large groups of people uh, mm-hmm. the fact that there's a almost a, a one in three chance that uh, a million people will die from some sort of nuclear conflict within the next hundred years uh, yeah which is a lot um, mm-hmm. and I assume that's from like the initial casualties of the detonation of the bomb and that you know you the the long-term effects yeah. would probably play out after an even longer period of time and mm-hmm. i mean just the emp just that i don't know why i'm so interested in that i think probably because like there's um like solar storms there's isn't there like yeah. a similar threat of it just yeah, like yeah. totally destroying electronics yeah. i remember like i don't know 2006 2007 that was something that was like big in the news that um it's like a solar flare was going to like destroy all of our electronic and telecommunications infrastructure. Um, yes. But even that could fuck us. And that's not even beginning to get into like the unimaginable suffering of like a nuclear winter or the famine um, or, or the fallout and the, this illness. And it just, of course, a hundred percent, a thousand percent were fucked. Yeah. Okay. Or screwed. Um, Yes. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. I can't use the F word. Uh, Sorry. That F word. Um, uh, you're right though, Chris. Yeah. There was, I was just checking it out. Um, solar storm in 2012, there was one, uh, which it was a strong coronal mass ejection. <laughs> I have those often myself. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> the, there was a, there was, it's, it's coined as a Carrington event. I guess there was one that happened in the 1800s. Um, and the one in 2012 was similar. I guess it wasn't that bad. I it 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 missed us. That's why it wasn't a big deal. But if uh, it hit us, yes, it could be bad. There's enough energy from from solar flares to potentially do damage uh, to electronic devices. So that's that's scary too. Cool. We got another thing I can do an episode on, um, and something to be worried about. Okay. Uh, what do you think, David? Um, I think that if we stay on a long enough timeline of this and nothing change, no attitudes change, nothing changes, then yeah, of course we're screwed. We're uh, absolutely screwed. And it doesn't help that like, I mean, and by, by I mean attitudes, I mean like we, we need like a, well, the U.S. especially needs this, but the whole, well, most of the world needs like a paradigm shift in how they see things because mutually assured destruction is not a good solution to anything. Mm-hmm. And so, and like in America, we have this weird thing where like, 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 on top of like just the facts of nuclear war we also have this thing where it's like nuclear russia is the bad guy and so and that makes us the good guy so anything we do is good anything they do is bad and so that that adds on to like that that kind of gives justification for doing something like you know what i mean for like either responding or instigating that and so yeah it's if we if we keep this going then we're definitely 100 percent. i'm not i'm not saying that russia is a good is a good guy either i'm I'm saying we're both bad guys but like that that uh, of course we're screwed absolutely um yeah i think that we need to start well we're kind of trying to have this uh, program put in place to just start dismantling nukes um realistically we shouldn't have any of them there's no reason to have them until we have to go to war with space aliens um that, that, the only problem with and that then is they'll that, fucking destroy us <laughs> the, the thing that's, that's gonna not allow that to happen is the u.s 
as it currently stands, would never do that. And Russia and China know that we would never do that. Of and so course. they're never going to do that. So well, yeah, yeah, because it, then it holds that you need to have the nukes to have the mutually assured destruction element floating yeah. over the head to not use the nukes. Um, yeah. But if we could dismantle them, that would be ideal. The other problem also comes from the fact that the modernization I talked about, uh, I briefly mentioned, you're going to have um, arsenals either upgraded, updated, or new countries getting or wanting nukes like Iran wanting they're like we just like I don't know, all these countries want like a like a couple nukes or a nuke it's like, well, I just want to say I have a nuke too so well, I, 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 I don't I, I don't protected. even blame Iran I don't blame Iran for wanting a nuke like they like I I, I understand their motivation like the, of course they want one they're they're like they're they see and they, they have enemies everywhere like, and then they, yeah. they don't have nukes and everyone else all, all the people that don't like them do fuck that I'd want a nuke too I, I know <laughs> I, I get I guess I get that mentality but it's like man well they'd be bombed into oblivion with their couple nukes they could send off. I mean, they would still cause problems and destruction. So all over, it's just bad. And yeah, as far as being screwed, uh, 100%. I, I think nukes in the next, I say, say this, hopefully not in my lifetime, but I mean, there's a chance we're going to have some kind of nuclear conflict on a smaller scale and we might see this happen i'm i'm hoping it's just a stalemate indefinitely because i think that's the best case scenario is nukes never go away but it's a it's an indefinite stalemate and no one launches them keep making them some get dismantled some don't uh but yeah the moment it happens we're fucked because it could it could actually lead to worse outcomes so you have nuclear war on a small scale it affects other countries and then it creates more tensions and then you have more countries joining in the possibly using nukes You're like well pakistan used nuke why can't we and then it just fucking starts going off and then once you get to the u.s if the u.s and russia launch nukes that is an extinction level event uh undoubtedly and yeah i think that um uh, a full-scale worldwide nuclear war has uh, a high chance it would kill humanity off completely. So that's great. I am very happy. Um, yeah. Oh, I see. We got your text, Chris. I'll have to look at that. <clears throat> that's what so that? stupid. Building the most secret underground house and water slide to swimming pool underground. <laughs> that's so fucking dumb. When uh, when the nuclear apocalypse happens, I hope that like the first one is detonated right above my apartment because you're just yeah. dead. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be around even know. for any yeah. of this shit. I agree. I yeah, want the nuke to we, drop on my head. We should <laughs> yeah. we should have gone into well that we're out of time now, but we should have gone into like like the psychology of like living in like from the sixties to the eighties as well. Because that, uh, that that yeah. that was an intense time. Um well, but I, I do have I do have an answer for how to avoid nuclear war and it's nuclear. pretty easy it's pretty easy all you have to do is vote for the democrats <laughs> in texas fuck? so uh, we're, we're counting uh, on the texans to uh save us from nuclear war <laughs> wait no ted cruz just come don't go to cancun anymore and save us from the nukes okay dude he's back he's back he was just escorting his daughters to cancun right that's Didn't right he, he need to be he, there uh, with he's him. yeah Oh, I saw. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was real, but it was like, um, it was on uh, the Pics subreddit. And did you see it where it was like uh, Ted Cruz denies having gone to Cancun, 
Yeah, and yeah. It's a it's a picture of him, but he's got like cornrows. He has cornrows. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. looks like puka shell necklace. He looks yeah, like he's uh, got James Franco. The... Yeah, he's like Cancun you know talking about as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> from the, James Franco from that one movie uh, where he had the, Alien. He had the what? His name was Alien. Yeah, in that movie. Was it? Yeah, Spring Breakers. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Um, okay. Uh, I feel like there's something else I was gonna add to that shit, but oh, well, yeah. Actually, I was gonna say we didn't talk about. Yeah, you're right. That time Cold War era. We should do a follow-up episode to this, maybe about just the the psychology of that. I think that'd be good. It can be nuclear holocaust uh, update with uh, Parfait, like the Parfait Report or something like that. I don't know. Parfait. Uh, If you guys like what you heard, please give us a review at any of the a podcast apps you're listening to you can also reach out and email us at gwscrewed at gmail.com and also hey we have a patreon and if you are interested in you know we want more content we have a we have a five dollar subscription where you can get more episodes per month and it's worth it's only five bucks i mean it's 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 easy it's a five bucks for several hours of entertainment a month and you know we we we, we you love that you know yeah you, know, you know you love you know, that you know you love that they so love it. um uh, also uh you can find us at you find me on Twitter. I'm at Green Left Arrow and uh, at Guys Were Screwed. And I'm on Instagram at Baller Cranced. That's B A L L E R C R A N T Z. Sean, hit him with it. Um, my Instagram is SD underscore GWS. Um, probably going to change it to the big D, though, I think. For, for well, no, because then everybody would know my last name and. Ooh. And you've and you've already been been promoting your your Instagram and Chris, um, how much money exactly to the cents is in your bank account right now? I can actually check, but it's uh, it's not a lot. <laughs> so twenty two dollars. Yeah, all I of thought, the. We, I thought you were the, a big baller. Well, don't I don't tell people that I'm a big baller. <laughs> um, so waiting on those tax returns and that fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Where's that fourteen hundred dollars at? Um, All right. Bye, guys. Later, guys. See ya.